Ladies and gentlemen, how are we? This is the Inner Winner Show, day 23. Cruising along. I'm Andy, and today we're going to have a fun one. I'm going to talk about one of the craziest girls that I've ever met in my entire life. It's a story that I haven't told before. Kind of been holding off on it just because it's such a long, in-depth story. And I've promised that I was going to tell it for a long, long, long time, but I just haven't ever gotten around to doing so. It's probably going to end up being a two-part story because I just think it's going to be ridiculously long to tell it if I start from the very beginning. But let's get cracking. I'm excited for this one. So years and years and years ago, when I was talking to one girl a day, I would walk up to girls and I'd say like, hey, you're cute. I'm Andy. What are you up to? And I'd just have a quick chat with them for a couple of minutes. And then I'd say, you know, are you single? Let me get your number. And I was in a grocery store, a supermarket, and I wasn't really in a good mood, but I thought, you know what? Like, I got to do this one approach a day. I should just hurry up and get it on, get it over with, and then I can go home. So I saw this like cute Asian girl and I walked up to her and I just said like, hey, you're cute. You know, I'm Andy. I couldn't really be bothered, but she was like super energetic and excited, like over the top excited. So I was like, okay, here we go. Like, you know, this is quite good. So we talked for a bit. She was super bubbly and- I asked her, like, what did you do on your weekend? And she said, kind of like coyly, I went on a date. And I said, like, how did that go? And she kind of like looked down at the ground and she didn't really say it. She was like, it was okay. And I was like, that sounds like a shit date. And she was like, yeah, it was just like, you know, he was nice. And I was like, oh, God, you use the nice word. Like, nice is what you say when you hate the guy that you're on a date with. Like, what a loser. I I didn't say what a loser, but like. And she was like, yeah, he kind of just was like, you know, I don't know. He was a bit boring. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sounds like a boring guy. Anyway, let me get your number. And she's like, yeah, sure. So she gives me her phone number. We organize a date and we go to meet in a bar. She rocks up. Everything's fine. But when we sit down, she says, like, are you going to order me a drink? And I say, like, no, I'd like I never buy drinks for girls like. Side note, if you want to buy drinks for girls, go for it. I just never have. I never will. Like, it's just not my thing. Um, So, I was like, no, I just don't buy drinks for girls, right? And she's, like, incredibly weird about it. And looking back, maybe it was a red flag, but, like, hindsight is twenty twenty. You never recognize these red flags, or it's very hard to recognize some of these red flags. Like, looking back, it's much easier. So, she's super weird about it. To the point where I'm like, is she going to leave? Like, like she just, she makes it real. She's like, so you never buy drinks for girls. And I was like, no. And she's like, so you expect girls to come on a date with you and you don't buy them a drink. And I'm like, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't understand why, like, why are you making this a big deal? Eventually she's like, all right, I will order my own cocktail. And I'm like, yeah, you will. Like you want the cocktail. You're an adult. You have a job. Like you will buy the cocktail. You fucking weird psycho. So at that point, she's like, it's like an okay date, right? But I'm not like really feeling it. I'm still like a little confused by why she's so like over the top about the the drink thing. Halfway through the date, she she brings it up again. Like, I don't understand. She says, I don't understand why you didn't buy me a drink. And I'm like, is this a big deal for you? And she's like, yeah, this has never happened before. And I was like, I'm like, at that point, I'm like so freaking close to like ending the date. Where I am right now, like the place I'm at right now, I would just immediately walk away. I'd be like, no, fuck you. Goodbye. But at that point in time, this was years ago. So I wasn't like super confident, you know, 
I was willing to put up with a little more than I am right now or a lot more than I am right now. Anyway, so the date keeps going. She goes to the bathroom at some point. At that point, I pull my phone out and I text my buddy and I'm like, yo, I'm on this date with this girl and it's not going that well. And like, you know, she's a bit weird. And like, I think I'm going to end things. Like, she's really cute. She's like Vietnamese, which, you know, I like Asian girls. At the time, I really liked Asian girls, right? And I'm like, but I think I'm going to end things. And he's like, oh, she's Asian. Like, she's Vietnamese. That's funny. I just dated a Vietnamese girl too. And I was like, oh, that's funny, man. Like, you know, what was the name of your girl? And he's like, oh, her name was, and I'm not going to say her name, but he said her name. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's the name of this girl. And he's like, wait, 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 what? And so at this point she's come back, right? And so I'm trying to text like under the table. I'm trying not to be too rude. And I'm like, can you send me a picture of her? Like, do you have her Facebook? Do you have her Instagram? Like, like something, like what did she look like, right? So I'm talking to this girl and then like a couple of minutes later, my buddy sends me like a screenshot of her Facebook page. And I'm like, no fucking way. Like it's the same fucking girl. And so at this point, I'm like tripping so fucking hard, right? Because you got to you got to think about it. she's like sitting there in front of me, like trying to talk to me, and my head is just like spinning because like I'm on a date with a girl that my buddy just went on a date with a couple of days ago, and so I'm trying to act normal and shit, <laughs> and we're both just like tripping, and he's like, "Dude, no way!" He's like sending me, he's like spamming my phone, and I'm like, "Dude, I can't re- like shut up, I can't reply. I'm on this date, like shut the fuck up, like stop texting me." <laughs> and she's like, "You know, why are you on your phone?" And I'm like, "So I have to put my phone away, right?" And I just made an excuse and I went to the toilet, right? And then like at that point, I'm texting him, and I'm like, "Dude, what should I do? Like, what the fuck? Like, I wasn't into this girl. I was about to like end the date with her because like I really wasn't feeling the energy. Like, she just wasn't my kind of girl." And like he's like, "Dude." I kissed her and so like you have to kiss her in this weird sort of like no homo or anything but like I kissed this girl and like it would be funny as fuck if you kissed her it would be like a story that we get to tell and like spoiler alert I'm literally telling this story now right so like I was like fuck I'm not really that into it but like maybe I should right just for the story so spoiler alert I did end up kissing her and a hell of a lot more this story has a long way to go right but so I, I go back into the restaurant right? And like, the other thing to remember is that like, on the approach, like when I first walked up to her and started talking to her in that supermarket, remember that she said she had just been on a date that was with him. And remember, I said like, oh, that guy sounds shit. He sounds boring. That was my mate. (laughs) So so I was like shit talking my mate without realizing it. (laughs) So I pretty much finish up the date, right? And I walk her back to the train station. And I'm like debating, I'm like, should I kiss her? And I'm like, I'm not really into her. And so like, I don't know if I want to see her again, but like, I kind of have to kiss her, right? There's this like weird competitive urge that like my mate kissed her. So like, I have to do better than he did. And so I kiss her, right? And she's really into it. And like, this is going to sound psychopathic, but like, I wouldn't do this shit now. But like at the time I was like, as she's kissing me, I'm like, ha, I win. Like I'm literally, (laughs) I'm literally thinking like I fucking win. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she gets she, she gets her train i'm gonna skip like a lot of the details here because like we ended up dating i'll just say that we ended up dating for a while i actually ended up liking her quite a lot right and spoiler alert we had sex so like i definitely beat my mate but i ended up like liking her quite a bit and we dated for a couple of months and 
a big part of that was because my mate was like, dude, you have to have sex with her. Like, that would just be the funniest fucking story ever. We both hit on the same girl within, like, a couple of days. And, like, one of us ends up having sex with her. That's fucking hilarious. And that was hilarious for a while. And then, I, you know, I started to get feelings for her. I started to like her. We kept dating. We actually liked each other. And things were really good. Like, I'm not going to say she was the most amazing person I've ever dated, but she was like, she was very sweet. She was very affectionate. Um, the conversations were good. She was pretty self-aware. She was going to university. Um, I can't remember what she was studying. It was like business or something like that. And I liked her quite a bit. Um, at one point she, <laughs> I was on Facebook. I was just on my computer on Facebook and I don't like, she was just kind of sitting next to me on her phone and I was talking to my mate right? Because I'd forgotten, I'd, I'd kind of forgotten that he had hit on her. And so I'm talking to my mate and she, she like, her face just goes like white, right? And she's like, wait, how do you know that guy? And I'm like, it's my buddy. And she's like, oh my God. And I'm like, and then immediately I'm like, oh fuck, that's right. I forgot that they like, you know, they went on a date together. And then she's like, you know, <laughs> she just goes weird. And then I'm like, why are you going weird? And like, it was this weird, awkward situation. Now I obviously wouldn't like handle it like that. I would just tell the truth. And I'd be like, yeah, like I already, I would have told her immediately. I would have been like, yo, my buddy hit on you too. And like, that's hilarious. Like I would have told her on the first freaking date. But like at the time I wasn't that honest with women and I was a bit more shy and reserved and shit like that. So I had to kind of like play along and pretend that I didn't know that they had been on a date. So she's like, Oh my God. Like, and she's like telling me, she's like, I went on a date with that guy and I have to act surprised. I'm like, Oh my God, that's, that's hilarious. Like, meanwhile, I've known for months, bit of a scumbag, but like, whatever, fucking, it's not that big a deal. And as I said, I wouldn't do that shit now. And yeah, so <laughs> that was a fucking hilarious story. And then I told him that and he's like, oh my God, dude, like that's hilarious. So she 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 didn't really care that much. She was just like confused. She was like, how the fuck did this happen? And I mean, that's what I was thinking on the first date, woman. I was like, how the fuck did you go on a date with my fucking friend? In a city, I should add, in a city of like 5.4 million people, a big fucking city, a huge city. So the chances of that, and we met her in different places. My mate lived like, 20 minutes away from me and he met her like 30 minutes away from where I live. So it's like fucking insane that we both ran into the same chick. Fast forward a bit. We ended up having an LSD trip. We tripped together on LSD. And before I ever trip with anyone, I haven't done an LSD trip in several years, but like before I ever trip with anyone, I ask them like a series of questions. I've always taken LSD like very seriously. So I will ask them like, do you have a history of mental illness? Do you have any like health problems? Is there anything on your mind right now? I always want people to have a good trip with me. And if any of you are experienced with LSD or weed or psychedelics, um, you know that the, the mindset that you go into it with dictates whether or not you're going to have a good time or a bad time. So I always do like a screening test beforehand, like literally a checklist of like, are you in a good place right now? Is there anything bothering you? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you, have you broken up with anyone recently? Like I ask a bunch of those questions. And if anyone gives me like any answers, which are like, you know, if they're like, oh, I've been a bit sad lately. I'm like, yeah, no, let's not do LSD together. Like let's fix your sadness first and then we can consider it. So she passed my little test, like above and beyond passed it. She's like, no, I'm in a really good place. Like everything's great. I've never had any mental health issues. I've never had any problems. I was like, have you ever been depressed or anything? 
She's like, no. I was like, have you ever had a panic attack? Like anything? And she's like, no, fuck, no, 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 none of that. So I'm like, you know, great. Let's have an LSD trip. We had like one of the best LSD trips that I've ever had. Like it was fucking amazing. And um, yeah, it was just a great trip. Uh, At some point I will talk about like what LSD is like and what my trips have been like and all that sort of stuff. I won't go into huge details here, but let's just say it was a great fucking trip. There was one moment where she was a bit like, sometimes people have a freak out because she'd never done it before. And so there was one moment where she's like, she had her eyes closed, right? And she's like, I can't see. And I was like, you have your eyes closed. (laughs) And she's like, no, I'm blind. Like, I can't see. And I was like, open your eyes. And she's like, I don't remember how to open my eyes. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, you just open them, you silly bitch. And she was like, I can't, I can't see. And she like started to have a freak out, right? So I was like, it's okay. Like, I'm right here. I gave her a cuddle and I was like, I'm right here. Like everything's okay. And she was like, but, but what if like, what if there's nothing after this? Like, what if I'm have my, what if I'm blind forever? And I was like, that's fine. Like, you know, everything will be fine. Like blind people have a reason. Blind people have a fucking awesome life if they choose to. Like there's a bunch of stuff you can do while being blind. Like it's not even that big a handicap. Well, I shouldn't say that being blind is a fucking big handicap, but you would just live with it. You'll have a good life. And she was like, okay, like, you're right. Like, why am I freaking out about blindness? And then like 20 minutes later, she opened her eyes and she's like, I can see again. I was like, yeah, you silly bitch. (laughs) Yes, you can see again. (laughs) Anyway, so other than that, the trip was fucking amazing, right? And afterwards, she was like, that was like the most amazing experience of my life. And I was like, yeah. And like, we had some amazing realizations. Like she had ego death. If any of you have tripped, you know what that is. Like, it's basically where you forget about the person you forget about the person that you are and you kind of just realize that you don't matter it's really hard to explain unless you've actually tripped but it's like you stop caring so much about yourself and you start seeing yourself as a bigger part of like the whole universe so to speak or the whole of society you you start seeing how you fit into like greater society it's like being less selfish being less egotistical so she had some great experiences there at one point she was like Andy, are you God? And I was like, I might be God, right? And it was just like a fun little cute moment where she's like, I think you're God. And I was like, yeah, I might be God. Like, I wouldn't know if I'm God. I might be God. I might not be. Like, how do we know? I could be God. Anyone could be God. Silly moment, right? Just a silly little moment during LSD. That will come up later. That whole God thing will come up later. So things were good. And then like two days later, my parents came to visit and my parents don't visit much because they live like across the other side of the goddamn country. So I only see them like once every like two years. So they were visiting. And I basically said to this girl, like, I'm going to spend like pretty much this week with my parents. I'll probably only see you like once this week because I want to spend as much time with my parents as I can because I barely ever see them, blah, blah, blah. And we went to an art gallery. So my parents and I went to an art gallery and we were in there the whole time. And you have to have your phones off while you're in there, obviously. It was like a proper art gallery. It was like a Vincent van Gogh gallery. It was really cool. It was cool as fuck. That guy's a fucking psychopath, which is, I shouldn't say he's a psychopath. He's, he was fucking crazy, which is hilarious because I'm sure you can guess where this story is going from the title. So we're in there for about two hours, right? Great time in there. We come out. I pull my phone up and there's like 15 missed calls and like 50 messages, right? From her. And at this point, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, is she, like, in hospital? Has she died? Actually, you know what? I fucking missed a story. 
Let's take a back step. I'm, I fucking forgot about a goddamn story. Okay. I will come back to this point about the art gallery in a second. Let's backtrack. So a few weeks or a couple of months before that, there was a point where she and I went to like a national park, like a parkland. We we're walking around, lots of trees. It was really pretty. It was great. And she kind of went off exploring a little bit. Like, she wasn't far from me. She was, like, you know, like, 30 feet away from me, like, you know, 10 meters or whatever. She's, like, just off in my... I could see her from my peripheral vision. And I was looking at some flowers or some shit. And then, all of a sudden, I just hear this, like, scream, right? And I turn to her, and she's just, like, standing there. And I'm, like, what the... Like, I was confused for a bit. And... I go over to her, and I'm, like, why did you scream? And she's just, like, frozen, Like, she's not moving. And she's kind of, like, looking down at her foot. And I look down at her foot, and there's this, like, giant fucking, like, tree. Like, like a a branch, like like a huge stick sticking out of her shoe. Like, like in the side of her shoe. Like, it, it looked like it had gone through her fucking shoe and, like, into her foot. And so, I'm like, Jesus, like, what the... Like, what the fuck happened here? And she doesn't answer me. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, Jesus Christ, what the... Like, I'm trying not to panic because I'm trying to, like, remain in control and shit. And I'm like, are you okay? Like, do you want me to pull it out? And she just doesn't answer me. So I get down on my hands and knees and, like, I hold the stick and I go to, like, gently start pulling it out. And she just, like, screams and she, like, panics. She's like, don't, don't, don't. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell. Like, what what has even happened? And I'm like, what did you do? And, like, she can't answer me. So I'm like, okay, like... I grab her and I pick her up. Luckily, she was like super small and petite. So, I just picked her up in my arms and carried her, right? I end up taking her to hospital and we get there. And like this whole time, she's been like catatonic. Like she hasn't answered. She's like she's in a fucking trance or a coma or something. She's not even crying or anything. She's just like um, like, like breathing really heavy, heavily and like almost like she's having a panic attack. Like she's going like... <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that on the microphone, but she's like breathing in and out like really quickly and not saying a word. Like I'm saying like, you'll be okay. Don't worry. We're going to hospital. Like everything will be okay. And she's just like lying on the back seat, like not, not talk. Like she's just like staring out the window. And I'm like, it was like she was somewhere else. It was like, like she was in like having PTSD or some shit. Like she just had dissociated and she wasn't there with me. She wasn't present. Like I, it was almost like she didn't understand what was going on or something. It, it was so fucking weird, right? I thought like, she's just in shock. Fair enough. This is what people do when they're in shock. But it was like, looking back, as I go on with this story, you'll be like, oh, that was like a weird red flag. But obviously with red flags, it's very easy in hindsight to look back and be like, oh yeah, that was a red flag. But like at the time, it's just like a weird thing, right? So I take her to hospital. She's like super weird in the waiting room and- It was a public hospital and like, fuck the public health, sorry, fuck the public hospital system, by the way, because we waited for like an hour and a half. And at that point, I just go up to the nurses and I'm like, yo, this is fucking bullshit. Like I've seen you take on, I've seen you take three fucking people out there who literally just had a cough. Like this bitch has a giant fucking like stick sticking out of her foot. Like she probably needs surgery. Can you please just like stop fucking around? Right. And like, then they saw us within two minutes of of me saying that, like they were like, okay, like, yep, sorry. We were fucking around you know, we don't give a fuck. We work for a a public hospital. Like, why would we give a fuck? We don't give a fuck. So we take her in there. She gets like morphine, right? And the nurses and doctors and shit, 
like nurses were great. They're talking to her and they're like, yo, like, hello, are you? And she's just like not answering. Like they're asking her questions and then they're turning to me and saying like, does she have any allergies? And I'm like, I don't know. We've only been dating for like, you know, three months. Like, I don't know that shit. And she just won't answer any question. They, they get her, they get morphine into her and they're like, does it still hurt? And she's just not answering. It's so fucking weird. And eventually they take her into the surgery, right? And they do an x-ray and shit like that. The stick hadn't gone in too far, like a little bit, you know, it had gone in like two inches. Let's say, I know that that sounds like a lot. It didn't end up being a lot, but like, I think it had hit bone. I know that sounds gory as fuck, but like, it didn't end up being that bad. And they pulled it out. They put her under like anesthetic or something and they pulled it out and, you know, everything's cool and it's all great. And at that point they say like, you know, you guys can go home, right? And she's still not really talking to me. Oh, I should add, like, I had, because <laughs> I thought it would be cool as fuck to, like, watch it. So, I asked all the doctors and the surgeons and shit. I was like, there was only, like, one surgeon, but there was, like, a couple doctors that consulted and a couple of nurses. I was like, yo, can I, like, come in the surgery room and watch this? And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, this would be cool as hell. And they're like, are you sure you won't, like, pass out if you see some gory shit? And I was like, nah, man, like, this is cool as fuck. And they're all like, yeah, you can come and watch this. This is cool. Because, like... Uh, Apparently, like, nobody wants to go and watch this shit. So, they were all like, yeah, like, we want an audience. Like, everybody thinks that this stuff is gross and you, you're you interested. So, come in and look, right? But then, like, they had this, like, lead surgeon who had to, like, sign off on it. And she's like, no, nah, I can't. And I was like, why? Like, everyone else here said that I could. And she's just like, no, I can't because you may pass out and, like, you know, you may get disgusted and freak out. And I was like, no, I won't. Like, just let me in. And she was like, no. So, I was fucking pissed about that. I wanted to see a goddamn surgery. It, w- it would have been cool as fuck. Maybe I would have put... I probably would have passed out. I actually probably would have. I have a weak stomach for that shit. So she probably actually made the right decision. Anyway, so after all of this, it's out. She gets stitches. She got to keep or we got to keep the stick in this. They gave it to us in this bag. It was cool as fuck. Had like blood on it and shit. They're like, do you want this? And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, we want that. That's cool as shit. I have a photo of it. I think I've lost it at this point. But like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've lost it. Actually, I tell you what, I may, I may still have it. Okay, this is hilarious as fuck. I just checked on my computer. I just paused the podcast and checked on the computer. I actually do still have the picture of the fucking stick. So, I will attach that. Go look down in the show notes below. I'll attach a picture of that and you can see it. It's pretty cool. It's like in a little jar that they gave it. It's like, and this was after they broke half of it off. So, the actual stick was like twice the length of this. So, that's fucking insane. So, I take her home. She's a bit weird for a couple of days after that. Like, she's just, it's hard to explain. She's like, she was just like weird. And I kept asking her, like, what happened? Like, how did you just get this stick, like, several inches in your foot? And she wouldn't tell me. Like, she just said, like, oh, you know, I just, like, I accidentally kicked it. And I was like, you know, my first thought was, like, you must have kicked that so ridiculous. Like, how do you just kick it so it ends up, like, two inches in your foot? Through, by the way, a solid leather boot. She was wearing a fucking leather boot because we were out in, like, in nature. Like, we'd gone, like, walking. And she could never give me a good answer. And to this day, she's never given me an answer. And, like, as I go on with this story, like you will start to have your own questions. And like months later, a couple of my friends, one in particular, the guy that had already kissed her that had been on a date with her as well, that guy, that mate, he said, I think she intentionally, he said, I'm not, 
He said, I think that she may have intentionally gotten the stick stuck in her foot so that you would like have to look after her or some shit. Like, and as the story keeps going, you might be like, maybe that's true. Like, I don't know. We're speculating, but like, it's not impossible that what he said is true. So let's go back to where I was before when I, where I left off, which was at the art gallery. You know, so we tripped on LSD at this point. She'd had the whole foot thing that had happened that getting her foot stabbed, like, or stabbing her own foot, depending on how you want to look at it. And so I was at the art gallery with my parents. We came out, you know, like 30 fucking missed calls or some shit, like a bunch of messages. Like, it was just insane. And I'm thinking like, shit, she's died or something. Like, something's wrong here. Nobody texts you and calls you that much within the space of like two hours, by the way, without there being something really wrong. So- I say to my parents, like, hang on a second, I just have to call someone, right? So, I go outside, I call her, and she just, like, she doesn't answer. And so, I start reading all the texts, and they're just, like, fucking insane texts. Like, absolutely fucking insane texts. Like, she starts talking, she says that I'm God all of a sudden, which was kind of, like, I guess was it, like, the joke that we made during LSD, but she's, like, saying it seriously. And remember, this is, like, a week after the LSD trip. So, like, we'd both gone back to normal at this point. Like, it was well after the LSD trip. I will read, give me a second, I'm going to pause this podcast and I'm going to pull up some of these old texts because I kept them all. You'll see why I kept all of this in a second. Um, I kept them as evidence, basically, in case something bad happened, which something bad did happen. And I'll read them out to you. So, this shit is going to- Some of this shit is going to sound absolutely fucking insane. Like, bearing in mind, this came out of nowhere. Like, before I went into that art gallery, we were texting and everything was fine. And- It's like, because I didn't answer her for a tiny little bit, because I was literally in an art gallery with my phone turned off. It's like she just, like, snapped and went crazy. So, like, I won't read out all the text. There was basically, like, a ton of them. But, like, here's the worst ones. Like, there's one where she says, like, Andy, I get it now. I have to give my life to you. I can't ever disobey you. I'm so sorry. Please respond to me. Please answer me, my God. Your dick is everything I need. It is what keeps me alive. I get it now. Please let me come. Please, God. I will never, ever say no to you, God. Like, these are only just some of the texts. Like, she then goes on to say, I would rather die than not be with you. And she writes this, like, long text about, like, I would, it's not your job to keep us together. I will do anything in my power and everything in my power to please you. Like, it's just, it's like insane shit. And like, the the like the hair on the back of my neck is standing up at this point like i'm legitimately freaking out and i'm trying not to freak out cuz i'm there with my parents but like i can't help but panic right and they're like is everything okay and i'm like yeah sorry one of my friends is just having a bad time like everything's okay right and i'm like freaking the fuck out so i like i make an excuse and i'm like i'm really sorry like guys i have to go home for a little bit like i'll see you guys for dinner i'll see you guys tonight right and like it gets way worse like i'm not going to read out all the te- i'll read out some more text like later because there's more crazy texts like i have basically like hundreds of these texts because i saved them because at this point i'm like holy shit like something bad is going to happen right like when a girl starts saying like i'm going to kill myself if i can't be with you that's like red flag red flag red flag so i'm freaking the fuck out right like and so 
like it doesn't I, i'm thinking like maybe like okay at this point like i have to break up with her but how do i do it in a way that she's like not going to kill herself or kill me or like i'm freaking out right and i'm like asking my mates i'm like what do i do like what the fuck do i do and they're like oh my god dude like i don't know what you do but like you know come have a beer and we'll talk about this and we'll figure out what to do so we do that and they say like all right does she have the first thing they said was does she have anything of your stuff and i was like fuck she has my camera like because she had borrowed my camera for a couple of days because she was doing like a university project and she needed a camera right so they're like all right you have to get your camera back because you need your camera you're a photographer like you need your fucking camera it's yours get it back so i send her a text and i'm trying to be like all happy and everything and i'm like yeah i've just been busy like with my parents but like you know let me get my camera back. Like, I just need it back if that's okay. And she's like, oh, I thought you had died, right? Because you didn't reply in like two days or one day or whatever it was. And I was like, no, everything's cool. Like, you know, let like come to my place and bring me my camera, right? So she brings it and she buzzes my intercom. And I have like one of those cameras on my intercom at my apartment complex so I can see her. And she's just acting like so insane and erratic, right? And she's like repeatedly like hitting the button to buzz my apartment, even though like she's just spamming this button, like bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, like what the, and like her hair looks just all like disheveled and like fucked up. It looked like she hadn't showered in like days or something. And like, so I go downstairs, right? And as soon as I open the, like the front door to the apartment building, like she jumps back I swear to God, she fucking like screams at the top of her lungs and she like jumps down on the floor in the fetal position, right? And I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, and she, like, like she looked like a scared fucking animal and she screams like this, this, it was like this animalistic scream, like she, like a wounded animal or something. And there's people walking past and they're looking at us and I'm like, I'm staying well back. And I'm like, okay, like I didn't touch her. Like, you know, it's really like, I'm thinking like someone's going to ch- come in and think that I fucking punched her or some shit. Right. And then she just starts screaming. I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, you took so long to come down from when you answered the intercom. And I was like, wait, what? And she's like, I thought you had died while you were coming down to answer the door. And I was like, holy fuck it. Like, how insane is that? It, it took me like two minutes from when she buzzed the intercom before I came downstairs to open the door, like two minutes. And she thought I had died. And so at this point, I'm like, like my brain just goes into like crisis mode. So I'm like, okay, Andy, you need to get the camera off her. And then you need to go back inside and you need to like either call the police or just like get into your apartment. Right. So I'm like, I said her name. I'm not going to say her name. I said like, you know, name, hand me my camera. Or I said something like, where is my camera? And then she screams like, here! And I thought she was going to throw it or something, but she like holds it out. And so I like take it off her really calmly. And she's just like shaking, still in the fetal position on the fucking ground, on the concrete, on the fucking ground, screaming, like like shaking. And I'm kind of just like, I'm, I'm confused. I'm like, what do I do? Do I go back inside? And so I'm just looking at her and I'm like, you need to contact your family or your friends right now. I said it like very clear, very like, like low tone of voice, very like serious and direct. I was like, you need to contact your friends or your family. And she was like, she's just like yelling, like incoherent nonsense. And I was like, no, call your family right now. And she was like, but how do I even get home? And I was like, call your family and your friends right now. Right. 
And then I went back inside. And at this point, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Like, this is insane. Like, so my camera's fine. I take my camera upstairs. Like, I I, I check, like, all, you know, she had used it. She'd just taken, like, normal videos and pictures of her, like, art project or whatever the hell she was working on. Like, the pictures, there was nothing crazy on there. Everything was fine. Like, I thought that I was going to see, like, a suicide note or something like that, like a suicide video. But, like, no, everything on my camera was fine. There wasn't any damage to it. She hadn't done anything weird to it. I put the camera down. I sent her a text message. And I still have these texts. So, at... 8.30 at night it was, I sent her this text and I said, something is not right with you. You need to reach out to your friends or family. Do not contact me ever again. And that was the last text that I ever sent her. I never responded after that point. She sent me like a bunch of messages after that. Like, we're going to go into some of that shit. Like, that was the last time I ever contacted her because I knew, because I did a bit of research and I already kind of knew this. If you're dealing with someone who's crazy or psychotic or delusional or, you know, like a stalker, because I basically looked up like how to deal with a stalker because we're going to go into how she started stalking me after this. So when I looked up what to do with, if you have a stalker, it all, everything said like never reply to anything they ever say. You basically want them to think that you are dead. And then maybe hopefully there's a chance they will get bored. There's like multiple different types of stalkers and like, you know, they all obsess about you in different ways, but like, and she had one that I can't remember what it was called, but basically where they think you're like the center of the universe. And that was literally what this girl thought. Like she literally thought I was fucking like God or some shit. Right. And so I knew that I couldn't reply to her anyway. So she replied, like, I think it was like the next day or several hours later. And I may as well just read this out. Like, I don't want to read out too many of these because if they're all crazy, like, there's no point analyzing craziness. You know what I mean? Like, if someone has just lost their mind to the level that this girl did that I'm going to go into, like, there's not really any benefit from, like, staring at it for two. Like, there's no point on analyzing every sentence that she said. So, maybe it's not even right that I read this out because I don't like... I don't want to make light of someone's mental illness, right? Like, it's very easy to say like, oh, this bitch is just crazy. And it's like, no, 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 As we're going to go into, like, this is actual mental illness. Like, at first it's funny or maybe it's slightly amusing. But as we're going to go into, and this story has a long way to go. Like I said, I'm probably going to make this multiple parts. Like, this is an actual mental illness to the point where you start actually feeling really bad for the girl. Like, it's like, okay, this is actually not funny now. This is like sadness. So I'll read out. I'll read out a bit of this text. Maybe I'll read out the whole one. We'll see how we go. But like, it's not going to make any sense. Like, nothing she says will make any sense. And again, remember that this was like a fully functional human being like three days before this. Like, there were no signs that she was crazy apart from like little weird things that like in hindsight, it's like, yeah, that was weird. Like, like I said, like how she went into shock when she hurt her foot and the fact she even stabbed her foot in the first place. Like, that's weird. But like, Those are only weird in hindsight when you know that she's crazy. Those aren't weird on their own. So I'll read the text out. She says, hey, so this is after I said, like, something's not right with you. You need to reach reach out to your family and friends. Don't contact me again. She says, hey, I understand everything that you did and the reason why. I know the ultimate truth that you can never beat death. You can't even kill yourself, even if you want to. That there is no meaning to it. We exist just to keep others alive. It's the most horrible thing, but it's the truth. The only 
thing that kept me from wanting to die was the trust that you are here with me. It's a very dark world, but I chose to stay here just for you because I didn't want you to be the only one to have to know this awful truth. Each moment feels like eternity. At least we have each other. So we can look out for each other and still enjoy the world that was created for us. I chose to stay here for you, not for my parents or my friends or anyone else you told me to contact. I made the choice of giving my life for you. I won't go back. So please, I want to see you in person. Please let me know, Andy. I would rather kill myself than not be with you. The next day, she te- I didn't answer, obviously, because I, I had researched and it said, like, do not answer, like, someone who's, like, like in this state of mind. Just don't answer because you'll make it worse. The next text that she sends is, I want to go to all the places in that book that we talked about. I, I legitimately don't know what book she's talking about. Maybe it's a book that I just forgot about, to be fair. Maybe that's the situation. She says, that has always been what gets me through the darkest moments. I won't keep reading on from there. There's there's lots more after that. But the more we read this shit, the more and more, ins- if that wasn't like already insane enough, like it just gets more and more insane. And the point of this story isn't to mock her at all. Like, as you're going to find out, this is a person who had serious freaking mental issues, like really bad mental issues. So I didn't reply, right? And I just thought like, you know, she's talking about suicide. Should I show this to the police? Like, what do I do? I was kind of figuring out. I did like a ton of research. Like, should I answer her? Should I tell her to call someone? Should I call someone on her behalf and say like, you know, should I call a hospital and say like, I think she's going to kill herself. Like, like I was researching what to do. And maybe the day after she'd sent all these texts, it wasn't long after, because I was still trying to figure out like, do I need to get an intervention? Like, is she actually going to kill herself? Like, do I have a responsibility here? Right. A couple of days later or a day later, there was a morning, it was like two in the morning or something and my intercom buzzes, right? And so I go and check it and it's her. It's like two in the morning on like a Monday night or something or like a Tuesday morning and she's buzzing this intercom and I'm like, holy fuck, like this is insane. And she looked like she had completely let her, like it's really horrifying to think about, to remember, like, she literally looked like a crazy person. Like her hair was all fucked up and everywhere. She was wearing like rip, like like they weren't ripped up, but they looked like dirty and like disheveled clothes. Like she just looked like shit. And she had like, I could even see on the intercom, she had like huge bags under her eyes. Like she hadn't been sleeping. She didn't, she looked like she'd aged like 10 years. I, like I'm not making this shit up. It was like horrifying. And she was a young girl too. She was like 20 or something. And it freaked me the fuck out. And I was like, okay, okay. Just like, she can't get into the building, right? Like it's, it's one of those like secure complexes where like someone has to buzz you in before you can come in. So I was like, it's fine. She will eventually get sick of buzzing and she'll go home, right? I was like, I was really worked up. My heart rate was like, you know, 150 beats a minute. I was like, going to have a panic attack or some shit. And I was like, it's okay. It's okay. She will eventually stop. It's okay. She kept buzzing for like 45 minutes, right? This whole time I'm texting my mates and I'm like, dude, should I like call the police? Like, should I call the hospital? Like, what do I do here? There's a crazy person here, like losing her mind. And I don't know if she'll kill herself or kill me or like, what do I do? And they were all like, you need to just wait. If she's there in two hours time, like call the police or something. But like, essentially they all said like, remember all those articles and websites and forums and stuff. And like, even like psychologists and shit that you, you read. And they all said, just ignore her and she'll eventually go away. 
and she won't kill herself. Like she's this type of stalker. I can't remember what the stalker was, but those type of stalkers never kill themselves. Like there's, there's a very low chance of any stalker killing themselves. Like we'd done a ton of research and like, we felt fairly confident that if we just waited, she would go away. Right. We were fucking wrong. Spoiler alert. We were fucking wrong, but we were like scared and naive. So I don't blame myself at that point in time. Like there's never a right way to handle a stalker as we're going to go into. So she went away. She eventually left. Right. And I was like, okay, good. Like, great. But from that point, she started blowing up my phone. Like, you know, like 20 texts a day and if you say like, why didn't you block her number? Which is what I would normally do. It's like, cause I legitimately wasn't sure if she was going to kill herself. And so I was collecting, I took screenshots. I saved all the texts. I backed them up to like the cloud. I still have them on my computer, obviously. And I kept them cause I was like, I'm going to need this if something happens, right? Like if she kills herself on my front doorstep or something, or if she like tries to attack me or something, or, you know, if she threatens me or threatens herself or says that, like, I was worried that she was going to say I did something to her. Like, you know, I don't know, like I, I beat her up or something. And so I was like, I need this evidence to show that like, no, 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 she's like, obviously like has mental issues. So I was keeping all these texts. There were like tons of them. She started emailing me. She got my Facebook page. Um, she wrote me like a couple letters, right? And then there was one night where she came again to my place and buzzed like all night. It was like 10 p.m. And then this is the bit that's like where it starts to get fucking scary. At some point, she somehow got into the building. Like obviously someone was like exiting the building and she just walked in and she got onto my floor, which means that she must have waited until someone else was going to my floor because you can only get onto each apartment level, like if you uh, get buzzed in or have like, you know, a key. So she, she starts knocking on the door. It was like midnight or 1am or something like that. And I'm freaking the fuck out at this point, right? I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Like, this is like, this is, it can't escalate more than this, right? She's going to kill herself or she's going to beat my door down or she's going to kill me. Like, and she's like knocking on the door and she's like, Andy, Andy, I know you're in there. Please like God, please let me in. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Like, you know, my neighbors are going to hear. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I was like, this is it. Like, this is like, I'm having a panic attack at this point. Right. And I'm like, I'm trying to be quiet. Cause I'm like, I don't want her to know that I'm home. Cause if she knows, like, I didn't make a single sound. And I was like, if she knows that I'm home, that will just like fire her up even more. At least right now, she doesn't know if I'm home. She's never heard me answer a single text. I've never replied to her emails. I've never answered the intercom when she buzzes. Like she doesn't know that I exist. Like she thinks I exist, but like she doesn't have any proof. So I just need to like stay super freaking quiet, right? She keeps knocking for like hours, hours, hours until it's like like four in the morning or some shit. She finally stops, right? And like, I haven't slept at all this time and I have work in the morning, but like, I don't even get, I'm like, I'm thinking like, okay, I got to call in sick. Like I can't go to work, but like I can't sleep. And I put my ear up against the door. And I can hear her breathing. And I'm like, no way. This is like some horror movie shit, right? Like, this is fucking like horror movie. She's there like she'd fallen asleep, like against my front door, right? And then I'm just like panicking. I'm like, I text my mates and they they had agreed like, okay, if she's still there at 6 a.m. For some reason, we decided like 6 a.m. was the cutoff. They said, if she's still there at 6 a.m., two of them said like, we will both come together and we will basically tell her she needs to fucking leave right? Like we will be very aggressive and very assertive. We will video the whole thing so that like, she can't say that we hurt her or something and we'll tell her to fucking leave. 
And we all agreed, like, I should not open the door because the one thing that you're supposed to do with stalkers is not let them see you and not respond to you because that just makes it worse. Now you've, like, reignited. They're like, okay, I have some hope. I've seen him once. Maybe I can see him again. So you're supposed to just, like, kind of disappear from their life so that they hopefully get bored of you. At about 6 a.m., I hear a couple of my neighbors come out, right? And they're like, hey, are you okay? And she's just like, oh, you know, I locked myself out and my boyfriend's not there, right? And so they're like, okay, you know, fair enough. Do you want to make a phone call? And she's like, no, it's okay. Like, and they're like, okay, right? And then sometime around like 6.30, she leaves. And at this point, like I can hear her leave. I hear her say, like she talked to another neighbor and the neighbor was like, you know, are you okay? And she's like, no, I think I'll go home. And, you know, I hear her leave. I hear her get in the elevator. And then I'm like, cool. Like everything is okay. Spoiler alert. Everything was not okay. So fast forward a couple of days. She does the exact same shit, right? She's literally knocking on my door until like six in the morning. Only this time when the neighbors hear her, I hear them saying like, is everything okay? And, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, if I'm just quiet, like this will kind of solve itself. Just like it did the previous day or the previous time that she was there. But no, it didn't. I can hear more and more neighbors gathering around saying like, is everything okay? Right. And at this point she just starts crying and I can hear her crying. Right. And there's more neighbors and I can hear them saying like, should we call like, you know, they saying to her, like, do you want us to call someone? And she's saying like, my boyfriend's in there and like, he won't open the door. Right. And so they start knocking as well, like really loud. And I'm like, I'm standing there at the doorway and I'm going like, okay, if I'm just quiet, this will go away. Right. Like I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm thinking like, if I just wait, they will all go away. They'll they'll all like realize I'm not home or something and they'll go away. Right. And so at one point, one of them, it's like this old lady, she has like a sweet old lady voice. And she says something like, you know, are you sure he's home, sweetie? And I'm like, I'm thinking like, yes, perfect. Great. And so she says like, yeah, he's definitely home. And then the woman's like, well, he's not answering. Like, are you sure he's home? Like maybe he's asleep. Right. Great. I'm thinking like, awesome. You know, they're going to tell her to go away and come back later. Awesome. She says the worst thing that she could ever fucking say at that point. Right. She says, no, he's home. I think he's on drugs and I'm worried that he's overdosed. And so I'm sitting there going like, no, 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 you didn't just say that. Now I have to acknowledge that I'm here because otherwise you guys are going to fucking kick the door in or something, right? And so they start like banging loudly. Like they're all panicking at this point because they're like, oh, fuck. Like he's, and so she, and then she's crying and she's saying like, yeah, he's been taught. And they're like, are you sure? And then she says like, yeah, lately he's been talking about like killing himself, which is like, what the fuck? Why did you say that? You fucking psycho. Like, and so they're all like banging on the door and I'm, I'm legit having a panic attack. So I, like I go into the other room and I call one of my mates and I'm like, dude, 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 you have to come over. Like right now you have to come over. And he's like, I can't, man. Like at this point it was like seven in the morning and shit. And he's like, dude, I'm like, I'm halfway to work. Like I'm in the, like I can, I can come, but it's going to take me like half an hour to get there. And I was like, fuck, no, that's too long. Like, fuck, what do I do? And he's like, dude, you need to call the fucking police. Right. And so then I'm like, I'm, I'm freaking out. I'm not in a rational state of mind at that point in time. I call my other mate 
and he takes a while to answer. I have to call him like three or four times. The whole time these people are like smacking on the door and there's like, I can hear like a bunch of people out there. There's like 10 people out there or something, right? And they're all like discussing and she's crying and like she's screaming and she's like, I think that, that he's going to kill himself and like, please don't let him kill him. And like, holy fuck. At some point, one of them says, like, okay, we need to call the police and we need to call an ambulance. And I'm like, no, please, like, please. This whole time, I'm just thinking, like, just stay quiet and this will go away, right? Like, I can't answer the door because remember that everything I researched said, if you have a stalker, do not let them see your face. That is the worst thing you can ever do because now you have given them that, like, that reignition and they will keep stalking you forever. You have to make them think that you died or you disappeared or like you have to make them forget you. So I have that in my head. I'm like, no matter what happens, even if they like bust the door down, I have to like hide in the cupboard or some shit, right? Like, again, maybe I'm not rational, but like looking back, I'm pretty sure that that was the right decision. I'm glad that I made that decision. Everything I said, sorry, everything I researched, every psychologist that I went to, every forum, like everything said, like, do not let them see you. That is the only thing you need to keep in mind. Don't say a word. Don't reply to any text. Don't let them see you, right? So I was, I had that in my mind. The fucking police rocked up, right? And the fucking ambulance. And <laughs> so they're all saying to her like, okay, sweetie, like, come on, you got to go. Like, cause you're obviously in a state. Cause she's like in a, she's like scream. She's like psycho at that point, right? So they're like, you have to come with us. And she's like, no, I can't. She's like screaming. I can't leave him. He's in there. He's going to kill himself. And they're like, wait, he's going to kill himself? And she's like, yes, he's been talking about killing himself. And so I hear the hospital people say, like, okay, we need to call, like, I don't know what they said, but they said, like, we need to call someone. So 10 minutes goes by, the fucking fire department rocks up, right? I shit you not. So at this point, there's like several police, several ambulance workers, and the fucking fire department, and then like 10 neighbors, and this girl outside my apartment door. This whole time I haven't made a sound because I'm thinking like, this is like some fucking nightmare. I'm thinking like, if I just wait, if I just wait, if I just wait, this will go away. Just wait, just wait, just wait, right? I'm having a fucking panic attack at this point in time, right? And so I'm thinking like, just wait, it'll be okay. Everything will be okay, buddy. Like I'm giving myself a pep talk. It's okay. They can't kick in your door, right? I'm like, they can't get in your door. They're legally not allowed to come in your apartment. They have no proof that you have killed yourself or that you're going to kill yourself apart from this bitch, right? No, that's apparently that's not how it works, right? I didn't know that, but that's not how it works. The fire department start knocking on the door and they, they loudly saying like, open up, open up, open up, right? And I'm just like, oh my God, like I'm panicking. And then they loudly say, if you do not open up, we will be knocking the door down in 10 seconds. And at this point, I'm like, no, this isn't real, right? This isn't real. And I wait like five seconds. And then I yell out, stop. Like as loud as, as the first word that I'd said, I yelled out, stop. And they're like, hello, hello. And I, I like in a very calm, but very direct and serious voice, I say, listen to me very carefully. You need to remove that girl and I will open up. And she's all like, no, no, please. He doesn't know what he's saying. And I just said like, listen to me, remove her and I will open the door. And so they're like, sweetie, he wants you to go. And I'm like, she is not my sweetie. Remove that girl and the door will be opened. Right. And so at that point they're like, okay, they got her. And she's like screaming. And apparently they put her on like one of those, like, um, what do you call them? Like what you put patients on at the hospital, like a, a gurney, 
something like that, Guernsey, I'm sure you guys will tell me in the comments. They put her in a trolley and they took her away, right? And so then they're like, you have to open the door. And I'm like, no, she's gone. I don't legally have to open this door. I'm not opening this door. And they were like, you have to. We have to see that you're okay and not suicidal. I'm like, listen, I respect that this is your job, but like, I just want to go back inside and go back to bed. Like, this girl is like, has mental issues. Everything she just said to you is not true. I'm not opening this door. You don't have the right to make me open this door. I didn't ask for you to come. Go away, right? Like, you don't have permission to be here. And they literally said, like, if you don't open this door, we're going to have to bust this door down to make sure you're okay. And looking back on it, that's not true because I, I, I went and I called them up afterwards. I called the ambulance department and the fire department. They said, like, no, they can't open. Like, that. you were there and you told them to go away so they can't open the door. But, like, these guys were just, like, like fuck them, assholes. I think they meant well, but still, like, fuck them. So I op- you'll see why I'm saying fuck them in a little bit. Like, you will say fuck them as well. So I open the door and they're like, the first thing the woman says, the like the ambulance, the paramedic woman, she's like, hi. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> what the fuck, right? And she's like, you seem okay. And I was like, I'm fucking traumatized, but yeah, I'm fine. And so I kind of like explained to her a little bit of the situation. And she's like, oh man, I'm really sorry. And she's like, I have to like take your blood pressure though to make sure you're okay. And my blood pressure, like my heart rate was, as I'm sure you can imagine, like fucking over the like 150 beats a minute or some shit, right? And she's like, yeah, you seem fine. Like everything's fine. The ambulance, the 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 police and the fucking um, fire department go, they, they'd already left at that point. They left as soon as they saw I was okay. And like, they legit had axes. There was like four firemen with fucking axes in their hand, like ready to smash down, like cut through my fucking door. Like Jesus fucking Christ, right? And so they left and it was just me and like two paramedics. And she checks my blood pressure. She says, everything's fine. I was like, yeah, I told you. Like, I just want to go back to bed, please. Like, this is a nightmare. And she's like, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, I'm really sorry. And I was like, yeah, like, uh, it's not your fault, but like, gee, I, can you just go so I can go back to bed, right? Like, I just need to go and have a fucking cry or some shit, like, right? I just need a fucking cold shower or some shit. This is like a nightmare. So they leave. I will, I'll skip a bit of this. I'll, I'll come back to this. Story. I'll skip a bit. The reason I said that they were cunts is guess what I got in the mail like three weeks later or two weeks later? I got a fucking invoice f- for them for a call out for all of those, right? And so I call them up and I'm like, hey, why did you, it was like insane. It was like $3,000. And I was like, why did you send me a $3,000 invoice? And they were like, well, because the girl that like, you know, she said that you would pay it. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm not paying this. Like I explained the situation and they were like, yes, but you accepted medical care. And I was like, go fuck yourself. I didn't accept, excuse me. I did not accept medical care. And they were like, yes, you did. Like you opened the door and you consented to getting your blood pressure checked. And I was like, no, they told me if I opened the door, if I didn't open the door, they would smash it down with axes. I don't think that's consent. I think that's fucking coercion and blackmail and threats. And I think what you did is fucked up. If not illegal, it's fucked up. And I had to go through this huge fucking like debate, like back and forth. I had to like show proof and I had to do it like I had to literally show proof of like how she was in like her mental illness and like all the texts that she had sent me and everything like that. Like 
eventually it took like three months. So three months I'm stressing thinking like, do I have to pay this fucking three? Do I have to go to court over this? Cause they're saying like, you're late on the payment. You have to take, like, you're going to have to go to court. And I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. Eventually they said like, okay, you don't have to pay it. And I was like, yeah, you, you fucking rat. I don't have to pay it. You checked my blood pressure and you're charging me $3,000 for that. You cunt. That is egregious. That's like, you're just straight up a cunt at that point. I don't care if you say like, oh, well, that's just like the process. That's just bureaucracy. That's just red tape. No, go fuck yourself. You're a shit organization. That's just like fucked up. So anyway, she left. I had a cold shower. I then went out and like ate fucking donuts or something to self-medicate. And I was like, this is just like insane, right? Like, (sighs) I don't even know what to do at this point. Like, I'm just like legit fucking like, I don't know what comes next, right? Like at this point, I'm thinking like, you know, does she she kill herself? Does she go to a mental institution? Like, you know, what happens next? And guess what? I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger, bitches. This is part one. I know that's really fucking cunty, but don't worry. I'll release part two tomorrow. You'll only have to wait like 24 hours. I'll tell the rest of the story. The rest of the story is like maybe more psychotic than this shit. Like definitely more hilarious. And I won't say there's like a good part, like a good ending to this or anything. It's not a bad ending. It's definitely not a bad ending. Like obviously I'm still here. I'm still fine. I'm still functional. It's not like she killed me or she killed us. She didn't kill herself. Spoiler alert. But yeah, there's some good shit at the end. So I will save that for tomorrow. Holy shit. I need to go and have a fucking like calm down after telling this story. There's a reason that I haven't told this story for like three years. Cause it's just like, it's so fucking like crazy to say it again. Like, and there's more to this story. Like we, we've said the craziest shit, but there's still more to this story. So I'll tell that tomorrow. Love and kisses to you all. Stay safe, stay sane, wear a condom or don't. I don't care. Be good.